book is so awesome. I can do anything. This book is so awesome. I am the potions king. Did you hear that half book prince? I said I was the king. Can you hear me, Professor Snape? I can make anything. This book is so awesome. Hi, my name is Joel Watson. And you're listening to Potter and Daughter, the Harry Potter podcast, where I talk to my seven-year-old daughter about the Harry Potter book series as she reads them. And uh, this one you've read, This is this the first time you've read a Harry Potter book twice? No. Which one you've read twice? Book one? Yes. Okay, so book one and book two you've read twice, so you should be an expert on this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So where we left off with our previous episode, Harry is uh, missing an arm bone. Because of a uh, Quidditch match where the inept uh, Professor Lockhart has uh, evaporated his arm bone. Yes. And now he's in the hospital wing. And uh, and that was our last chapter. So now this is chapter 11, The Dueling Club, from book two, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, so Harry is he's healed up. He leaves the hospital wing. And he goes and looks for Ron and Hermione and finds them in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. What have they got going on in this bathroom? Um, a potion, I think. What potion? The polyjuice potion. Correct. And just as a refresher, what's their plan for the polyjuice potion? Um, they're each going to drink a sip, um, a sip of it. And, um, they're going, um... Harry and Ron are going to turn into Crab and Goyle, and um, Hermione is going to try and turn into um, a Slytherin girl called um, named Melissa Millicent. Millicent. Is it B- Millicent Bolst- Bolstrade? Um, no, Millicent Bolstrode. Bolstrade. Bolstrode. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I know her name's confusing. So their plan is to infiltrate Slytherin and uh, try and figure out who the heir of Slytherin is. And uh, Harry sort of fills them in. He tells them about that Colin Creevy has now been brought to the hospital wing. He's petrified. He tells them about Dobby visiting him in the hospital wing and that Dobby knows uh, more about the Chamber of Secrets than they realize that it's been open before and that there's a monster in there. And they try and figure out, uh, like, maybe what kind of monster it is, right? Yeah. So what is the... What's the overall mood at Hogwarts right now? Is everybody pretty happy and pretty easygoing? No, um, more, um, more sort of panicked and worried all the time. Yeah, the whole place is going kind of nuts because uh, even though nobody's died, there's definitely some really bad stuff happening. So they're they're uneasy, they're suspicious, and uh, I think more and more suspicion is being. Uh, sort of pointed towards Harry at this point. I think a lot of people suspect he's the heir of Slytherin. So we get to Christmas, and uh, it's time to use the polyjuice potion and get a confession from Malfoy, but they're missing a few ingredients, and they need to get them from Snape's potions class. Uh, how do they do that? Um, in, in potions class, um, Harry and Juan, Ron... Um, one <laughs> Harry and Ron um, dis- um, d- do some stuff like maybe um, talk in a normal voice in Snape's class 
and um oh instead of being quiet yeah and snape turns around and um sort of gives them a small threatening lecture Mm -hmm. or something um and hermione sneaks into snape's potion caps um snape's potion cabinet i thought they threw fireworks at at, uh goyle yeah they oh yeah that's right they shoot um they shoot um a filibuster firework um one of one of friend george's filibuster fireworks at um at somebody um in slytherin Mm -hmm. and then um snape finds it and turns around and he's like um if i find out whoever threw this they're gonna be in big trouble or or they're gonna wreck regret or something. And since they were doing a swelling solution, what happens when the uh, potions go flying everywhere? Um, if, if it splashes on you at all, um, th- then you swell up. Right, so Snape calls everybody over to get a deflating draft, which will, uh, if they were affected by the swelling solution, and that's when Hermione sneaks over and steals the ingredients they need. Yeah, in his ingredient cabinet or whatever it's called. Yeah, and Hermione, this is not normal behavior for Hermione, right? No. She usually likes to follow the rules. It seems she's very keen on breaking as many rules as possible this year. And actually, um, she was the one who um, who convinced Harry and Ron to do this. Yeah, this is it's kind of her master plan at this point, so... It, this is interesting. Uh, it's it's an odd change for her. Uh, a week later, they announced there's going to be a dueling club. Uh, do you know, can you sort of explain what wizard dueling is? Wizard dueling um, is is where you, um, one person stands um, at one end of a stage, mm-hmm. and one, and another person stands at the other end, um, and then... Um, they, they just sort, they sort of, um, cast spells at each other, cast spells at each other that like might knock them out or make them lose their wand or something. Sure. But in the dueling club, um, Lockhart and Snape say, um, so it turns out that Lockhart's in charge of the dueling club. Yeah. And Snape is going to be his assistant. Yeah, it seems like it should be the other way around. It does something. seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah, because um, it seems Snape is like the most advanced dark arts teacher at that school right now. But he never gets to be in charge of it. No, he's always something else. Potions, something. Um, and so, like I was saying, um. But if you were talking about the beginning of the dueling club, uh-huh. um, they, Lockhart said only to disarm, um, but... Yeah, don't try and hurt each other, just knock your wands out of each other's hands, basically. Yeah. So he goes up against Snape for a demonstration, and Snape uh, pretty much knocks him on his butt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he seems like he's not, not great at dueling to be leading a dueling club. And then they start pairing up the kids. They have uh, Neville versus Justin Finch Fletchley. <laughs> and uh, I like saying that name. And Ron with Seamus Finnegan. And then uh, Harry with Draco and Hermione with Millicent Bolstrode. So uh, when it comes time for Harry and Hermione, or uh, sorry, Harry and 
uh, Draco to duel. How does that go down? Um, pretty bad. Um, like, well, at least in the movie, I remember they they um Harry and Draco get up on the stage, mm-hmm. um, and and start dueling with each other. Now Snape suggests to Draco what sort of spell he should do. You remember what it is? Uh, no. Serpent Sorcia. That's what I thought. Yeah. So he he suggests, which is really odd, because if their point is to disarm each other, why would he say that? Yeah. This is so uh, this, this is a, this is an odd move. So Draco casts a giant snake out of his wand and uh, starts slithering around, and it goes towards Justin. And and Harry steps in. What does Harry do? Um. E- even though he thinks himself that he's doing something kind of stupid, I guess, um, he runs up to the snake and says, um, um, something like, stop, don't hurt Justin, he's my friend. Just leave him alone. Yeah. And it, li- and it stops, it listens to him. Yeah. So obviously everyone's super happy about this, right? No. Why not? Yeah, you would think they would, um, they might be happy or excited Maybe even a little confused, mm-hmm. but um, instead everyone is kind of panicked and staring and sort of looking at Harry like he's mad. But why? I think I think Ron explains to him what was odd about what he did. Yeah, Ron, um, Ron, um, and Hermione um, take Harry by the arms and rush him into the Slytherin. Com- um, I mean, no, Gryffindor common room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, Ron says something like, you didn't tell us you could speak Parseltongue? But what's Parseltongue? Harry has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, he's like, what are you talking about? And then they explain Parseltongue is snake language. So he wasn't speaking English, he was speaking the language of snakes. Yes, but Harry's confused by that because... He 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 wonders to himself, how could I be speaking a different language without knowing it? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He never learned snake language. He didn't. He, as far as he was concerned, he was speaking English. Yeah. So uh, why is speaking parcel tongue bad, or at least does it appear to be bad? Because um, because Salazar Slytherin could speak parcel tongue. And it's not a very common skill. It's not like one in ten wizards can do it. It's like pretty much nobody can do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, <coughs> they're sort of building this case against Harry that a lot of people are going to start thinking he's the heir of Slytherin. He has a power that Slytherin had. He speaks to snakes. Slytherin loves snakes. He even has the word slither in his name, and snakes like to slither. I don't know. So. Oh, I never realized that. <laughs> yes, it's a pun. The entire... Uh, slither. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's slithering. It's basically the word slithering. So, uh, it's just, without the, just without the G. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pun minus a G. So, uh, so he's, he, he doesn't understand what he's done wrong, but he sees that things are, are maybe going to start going bad for him at this point or at least going worse for him. Um, he tries to go explain what happened to Justin, and he hears a bunch of uh, Hufflepuffs talking, and uh, what do they say about Harry? 
You know, this part, even though I've read it twice, I'm, um, I'm not really very sure about. They're, they're sort of gossiping and whispering that Harry is the heir of Slytherin. Yeah, that's So right. he doesn't actually talk to them. He just goes away. And Harry bumps into Hagrid, who tells him something's been happening with his animals. Actually, um, Harry does um, actually talk to the Hufflepuffs. Oh, that's right. He does show up, and he tries to convince him uh, that what he was doing, but they don't care. Yeah, um, they kind of do care. They're just... Well, maybe they don't care. They're just They don't believe of, him. Yeah, they're sort of listening to him, but not really caring and not believing Harry. So Harry bumps into Hagrid. What's been happening to Hagrid's animals? Um, somebody has been killing his roosters. Yeah, so that's weird. And uh, Oh, Tom Kitty's here. Oh, Kitty, get out of here. <laughs> He'll be good. Okay, so then they find out that... Uh, Justin Finch Fletchley and nearly headless Nick have been petrified. Peeves appears, starts shouting, attack, attack, attack. Yeah, um, and some point in the book, he's, he starts singing this song called Potter You Rotter. Which I believe he's implying that Harry's done something bad, right? Yeah, um, I, I don't really remember how go- how it really goes, but... It's just kind of funny. Yeah, and so Professor McGonagall shows up and uh, whisks Harry away. Justin's taken to the hospital wing, uh, and then they uh, they go to Dumbledore's office, and there there's an odd door, right? That's a weird way that you get into Dumbledore's office. Yeah, um, just like um, any um, any any other door where. Um, to like the Gryffindor common room or Slytherin common room, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same. You have to have a password. And what was the password? Or what was the door first? Um, it was a gold eagle. And uh, what? Uh, what's the password? Lemon drop. So I think <laughs> this might be the first time we've heard one of Dumbledore's passwords. <laughs> it is. But Dumbledore's passwords are always candy. Yeah, they. He, he likes are. sweets quite a bit. Yes, he does. Okay, so that brings us to our next chapter, uh, chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. And Harry is uh, taken to Dumbledore's office, and he's alone. He sees the sorting hat and thinks that if he's alone with the sorting hat, this is a good time to maybe get some answers. So what does he do? Um, he, he takes the sorting hat and puts it on his head one more time. Um... And he asks, and he asks it inside his head, um, something like, "Do I belong in Gryffindor or something?" What does the hat tell him? Um, it tells him, um, something like, "I stand by what I said. You would have done great in Slytherin." So he's still he's more confused. He doesn't have more answers at this point. He's Still confused about his uh, his place in the school and his future and his destiny and whether he's really got this uh, you know capacity inside him to be evil and maybe he is the heir of Slytherin. He doesn't know. Yeah, um, most of the um, most of the Slytherin um, most of most of the wizards that have ever been in Slytherin have turned out to be bad. Well, vice versa. All of the bad wizards that have come from Hogwarts were Slytherins. 
Okay. But not everyone in Slytherin is. They're not that's, evil. That's just not what I was saying. Not particularly nice either. So. Yeah, I was. I was saying. Um, I I wasn't saying that everyone in Slytherin was evil or bad. They're they're kind of evil. <laughs> they're <laughs> that, not completely you, evil. You just said. I'm just saying. They, it seems like it, the the whole lot of them is pretty nasty. But yeah, they're you know there's a there's a there's there's a distance between nasty and evil, I guess. There um and there actually have been a few, a few wizards that have been in Slytherin that have turned out to not be bad. I doubt it. It's true. <laughs> so, so uh, then Harry sees uh, one of Dumbledore's pets. Uh, what does he see? He sees um he sees to him. It's sort of a shriveled up, ugly bird. Yeah, gross old bird. <laughs> What's the gross old bird do? Um, when he looks, um, before he even um sees the bird for like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. even the bird just bursts into flames. Whoosh! Up in flames. <laughs> and uh, so Harry's freaked out. Dumbledore comes in. He's like, Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore, your bird. I didn't set it on fire. Stop blaming stuff on me. <laughs> That's not what he said. That's how he feels, though. He feels like maybe he did something that uh, caused the bird, like the bird hated him so much he burst into flames. I don't know. <laughs> so, but Dumbledore tells him it's not a big deal. This is Fox, and he's a phoenix. It's about time. And he says, it's a shame you had to see him on burning day, Harry. He's normally quite handsome. Something like that. So... <laughs> So uh, he explains that phoenixes, uh, they reach the end of their life, they burst into flames, they are born anew, and that they have magical powers. What are their magical powers? Um, th- um, their tears are more like a, sp- a special potion mm-hmm. um, that um, whenever they touch a hurt spot, um, it, it heals back up. And they have one other special power. Do you remember what it is? Uh, no. They can carry much more than their own weight. <laughs> I can't imagine either of these things will come in handy later. I'm sure he's just telling him this for no reason, and we will never hear from this bird ever again. So, okay. So term has ended. Most of the students have gone home for the holidays, and uh, on Christmas morning, Hermione comes in uh, with Ron and Harry in their dorm, tells them the polyjuice is ready to go, and uh, they exchange presents. Harry gets a present Hedwig delivers from his loving family, the Dursleys. No. Best present ever. <laughs> what does he get? A 50 cent piece. And what else? A toothpick. A whole toothpick. <laughs> All to himself to use any way he likes. He could probably use that 50 cents and buy more toothpicks. But he doesn't need to because he's already got a toothpick. He is. He's doing great. But actually, that 50 cent piece is not going to work in the Wizarding World. That's true. He can't. <laughs> see, that's even more insult to injury. They send him money he can't even spend. You know, those jerks. So uh, he got a pretty good present from Hagrid. He got some fudge. And uh, Ron got a book called Flying with the Cannons for that team that he likes, that Quidditch team that's no good. And actually, um, th- the fudge that... That Hagrid sends him. I can't remember if it's the stuff he gives to them in his hut sometime, or if it's if it's this. Um, but when he tries it, 
It glues his teeth together. I don't remember. It's called trickle fudge. Yeah, that's it. It glues your teeth together. Oh, that sounds like no fun at all then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Harry, Harry's not doing so hot in the present department. Not really. They have Christmas dinner in the Great Hall. Everything looks great. There, uh, there's snow falling inside. Uh, Hagrid's having eggnog, and uh, they they now need to get the uh, bits of the people they need to make their polyjuice potion work. Yeah. Hermione has a plan for this. She's the mastermind of the polyjuice. What does she come up with? Um, he, she thinks um that um that they sh- they should get um a few pieces of hair from the people they're turning into. And so they want to get Crab and Goyle. So what what does Hermione come up with to uh, get something from Crab and Goyle? Um, she, she enchants cupcakes, um, and um, inside there's a filling um, that that um, that makes um, you sort of pass out. Yeah, well, they entirely pass out. So she floats these cupcakes in the middle of a corridor where Crab and Goyle are walking, and they're like, dude, cupcakes floating in the air. Let's just eat them. <laughs> yeah. And, and, just dumb. Yeah, and then... Nothing wrong with these cupcakes. Let's just eat them. <laughs> and, and, and Ron is like, how thick can you get? Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> so they eat the floating cupcakes, pass out. They're immediately robbed of their clothing and uh, <laughs> their shoes. Their shoes. Uh, they gotta have. They gotta have Slytherin robes, and so they take their their robes and their shoes, and some hair, and they meet Hermione in uh, Myrtle's bathroom. And Hermione says she's already got a hair from Millicent Bulstrode when they were dueling. So they mix up their potion and uh, drink it up, and it's delicious, right? No, they don't like it. It seems. When you watch the movie, it um it seems um that to them it's the most terrible thing they ever tasted. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they liked it in the books either. They didn't. It's kind of a goopy <laughs> sludge. Looked like mud. Yeah. Um. So somebody's looked um looked like throw up. There. Speaking of the movie, and we shouldn't really divert you know diverge into the movie too much here, but there's there's a point in the movie where they. They've just turned into Crab and Goyle, uh, Ron, Ron and Harry do. And uh, Harry says, he's like, oh, I look like Goyle. And he's like, Ron, your voice. And he goes, oh, I look like Goyle. <laughs> it doesn't change it at all. No, it doesn't. He, he says the exact same sentence the exact same way. Pretty much. And uh, I'm like, yeah, good job, guys. Uh, so <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna sneak into the Slytherin common room. They run into Draco. Definitely the person that they probably want to interrogate. So he takes them into the common room with the password. You remember the password? Um, mudbloods? Pure blood. Oh, p- pure blood. They're just obsessed. And so uh, they pull out the newspaper, the Daily Prophet. And there's an article about Ron's father in the newspaper. What does it say? And um, actually, I don't want to go back too far. Okay, but- don't. I, I I was just gonna say um, that Hermione um, before Ron and Harry go, Hermione's still locked in her stall, and she says, "Oh yeah, I'm she says going. go without me." That's right. She's yeah. having a problem. You're yeah. right. I'm not going. Um, you don't want to know what I look like or something. Yeah, get out of here. I'll meet you later. <laughs> so uh, she's got a problem. We don't know what it is yet. 
So anyway, there's a story about Ron's father in the Daily Prophet. What does it say about him? Um. He's in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble for some reason. He's in trouble because he works for the department that makes sure people don't misuse muggle artifacts. Yeah, um. But he. The misuse of muggle artifacts office. He bewitched a car. Yep. So he did something that he's supposed to be stopping other people from doing. Yep. And Draco's father, Lucius, is quoted in the article. You know, um, um, actually, um, I'm not, um, trying to say anything too harsh here, but, um, if, if I were working for, um, for the misuse of Muggle Arfex office, mm-hmm. um, if, if I, like, run it or something, mm-hmm. um, I would, um, I would... Um, fire Ron's dad. <laughs> he, yeah, maybe. I mean, he's a nice guy and all, but uh, he definitely he like did breaking the, the rules. He did the opposite of what he was supposed to prevent from happening. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but he if if you're gonna go by the uh, the rules, the rules alone, he definitely broke them, and uh, he probably should get in trouble for that. I suppose uh, if he's breaking the wizard law, but he's supposed to be upholding it. So uh, Lucius Malfoy is quoted as saying he should be kept, tossed out. He, he, uh, he, and also Ron's dad's trying to pass a muggle protection act, which Lucius is against. And, uh, of course he is. Cause the only, cause the only people Slytherin, Slytherins like are pure bloods. Yeah. They don't like other wizards or muggles for that matter. So Draco mentions, uh, that he wishes he knew who the heir of Slytherin was because he would help him. What does that tell Harry and Ron? That. Um, Malfoy is, in fact, not the heir of Slytherin. So they have no leads at this point. They don't know... They all, all they've learned is that it's not Malfoy, and that Malfoy doesn't know who it is. So this whole plan, brewing Polyjuice Potion for a month or whatever, kind of giving them no information. Sort of. It doesn't work out that well. And then Ron starts to turn back into Ron. Yeah, um, you you would think it's only been a few minutes because they only show a few minutes of the of the conversation cuz they wouldn't show um an hour of them just sitting in the Slytherin common, common room talking about Malfoy. Well, that's true and again, we're talking about the movie. Let's try and, you know, stick to the book. The book doesn't really say that they're only there for a few minutes. So but yeah, it only gives us a few minutes of dialogue, I guess. They don't um let's say that in the movie here. Well, in the movie, the whole scene takes like four minutes. So oh. Polyjuice Potion is supposed to last for an hour. Uh, well, before they start to turn back, though, um, Harry Harry sort of asks if he uh, if they ever caught the person that opened the chamber last time. And Harry, uh, Draco says he assumes they did and that he's still in Azkaban prison. But he doesn't know for sure. So he doesn't know anything. And uh, Ron starts to change back to normal. So they... They get out of there quick, right? Don't they pretend to have tummy aches or something? Yeah, um, Harry pretends he has a tummy ache, and then, and then, whoever um, Ron is supposed to be, I can't remember. Goyle. Okay. Um, or crab. <laughs> let's just say he's crab. They're interchangeable. Um, Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the, um, he, he sort of just follows, um, Harry. Because that's sort of just how Crab and Goyle act. They kind of just follow whoever they're next to. Yeah, they're they're they they need a leader. So they uh so they run off. Uh, Draco thinks his friends are acting crazy, 
and uh, they meet Hermione in the bathroom, and she's got a confession to make. Um, she opens her the stall door that she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she um, turns around, and she's a half cat. Yeah, she's turned into a cat person. And why did she turn into a cat person? Because I guess Millicent Bulstrode has a cat, um, and instead of grabbing one of Millicent's um, hairs, um, she grabbed one of her cats. Yeah. And and the polyjuice potion is only supposed to be used for human transformation. Yeah, so if you... If you use it with a human, you turn into that human for an hour. If you use it with an animal or something else that you're not supposed to use it for at all, you get stuck that way. Yeah, and you need to go to some kind of emergency place. So she goes to the hospital wing, or they take her to the hospital wing. <laughs> Oddly enough, it sounds, if I remember correctly, I don't think Hermione gets in trouble, even though she has to admit, like, I used Polyjuice Potion, which is against the rules, and I stole supplies, which is certainly against the rules. Yeah, I stole supplies from the meanest teacher at at this school. And I turned myself into a cat. (laughs) So I guess her punishment is that she has to live as a cat lady for like two weeks. Uh Yeah, I think um, think, um, that Madame Pomfrey was going to punish her, Mm -hmm. but um, then, then she says... Um, um, you've been punished enough. I don't think I should punish you again. Yeah, she's probably not too happy being a, a half cat. So, <laughs> uh, so let's just say that you lived in the wizarding world and you brewed up a polyjuice potion. And for one hour, you could be anybody in the whole world. Who would you be? Um... Would you be crab? No. <laughs> Would you be Goyle? No. Okay, well, let's say anybody in the whole world. What about anybody in the book? If you if you could be anybody at Hogwarts, who would you be? Okay, that makes it easy. Yeah, I bet it does. Um, definitely not Lockhart. Okay, yeah, he's he's a goof. <laughs> Idiot, something. Yeah. Um. Would you be a teacher? Would you be a student? Um, I would say either Dumbledore or McGonagall. So you'd be an ancient old teacher. Maybe he's cool. What what would you do for an hour? You have one hour. I don't know. Play with Fox. Yeah, that's worth it, I guess. You, especially if you. I wonder if Polyjuice Potion works on Muggles. Hmm. So if you were there, I wonder if you could get Wizarding powers for an hour. Maybe. Um, maybe you should, maybe you should, um, take, take it to the Dursleys, um, and, um, and, like, um, and pretend, like, um, I, I, um, got you some smoothies, um. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Some gross, bubbling, muddy smoothies. Yeah. (laughs) Or something. And and where's this plan going? What are you going to do do with this? And I was thinking, maybe, um, he, um, Harry could get, um, some hairs from, like, um, 
or some um this plan's getting very complicated how about you put in um ants um oh, in, in their drinks and then they would turn into ants for an hour uh, no well no they'd turn for longer than that because if it's not people they get stuck oh that yeah that might be a good way to punish them turn them all into pigs or um or ants or um if if they actually did turn into ants like so um, at least that small, you could smush him. Mm, well, that would be murder. I don't think Harry <laughs> wants to commit murder at this point. Well, they, they are the worst people in, on Earth. Well, it doesn't justify killing them, so. Mm. <laughs> Trust me. I, we might have to have a talk after this. Definitely doesn't justify uh, destroying them, so. So now we're at Chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. Uh, Hermione was in the hospital wing for several weeks, Took her a long time to recover. I'm sure she missed lots of class. She probably missed some tests. I'm sure she's not too happy about that. And uh, Harry and Ron went to visit her every day. She got a card from Professor Lockhart. And uh, yeah, when she tried, she tries to hide it under her pillow. Yeah, and they make fun of him and and kind of poke fun at her for getting it. And uh, let's see, what do they do next? Oh yeah, they hear a scream. What happens? Um. They run out in the corridor. They see the corridor is flooded. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I I think it's um Moaning Myrtle's um super super loud wails or something. Yeah, they they see Moaning Myrtle. She's freaking out. She's flooded the bathroom, and uh, she says, "Here I am, minding my own business, and someone thinks it's funny to throw a book at me." <laughs> so, so someone throws a book at her Such a drama queen She is, she's a ghostly drama queen So uh Let's see, they search for it and they find the book And uh They heard about um Let's see bu- 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 bu. They search for the book and they find it Ron warns Harry that it could be dangerous He heard from his father that there was a book that if you read it, it made people speak in limericks for the rest of their life. And um, there there was also one that if you started reading it, you could never stop. Yeah, so there are bad books. So, so like, even if you finished reading the book, you would just go back to the beginning and start reading again. It's kind of like you with Harry Potter. Maybe Maybe you're bewitched. Hey, I'm not reading it right now. No, we're talking about it. What's the difference? Meh. So... It turns out, though, that it's a diary. It says it's the diary of T.M. Riddle. Ron remembers the name. Why does Ron Ron remember that name? Because um, for some punishment, um, he... Yeah, um, early in the book, when um, he... When he when his spell backfired and he... Um, put the eat slugs thing yeah, on Yeah, so he, he's punished to yeah. polish um, uh, trophies. Yeah, and then he didn't, um, and then um, he still did, <coughs> he still um, had a little more slug left in him, um, and right after he was done polishing it and make it all cool, um, he throws up slugs on it, and then he has to clean it for one or two hours more. Clean what? What are we talking about? Um, Riddle's award for special services for to the school. So no one knows what he did, but he did something to get an award, and it's still in the trophy case. So, again, 
They know something, but not anything specific. Uh, in the diary, there's something very odd about this particular diary. There's nothing written in it. All blank pages. So either it is a brand new diary that was never used, or... Looks pretty beat up. It's old, though. It's like 50 years old, so they're, yeah, they're yeah, very confused. Because, um, they look at the date, because that's the only thing written in it. Um, there's the date, um, and it says something, something like July 5th of... Uh, 19-something. <laughs> right. So uh, Hermione gets out of the hospital and our hospital wing, and they start talking about the diary. And she says, uh, considering Riddle got a special award uh, and the diary's 50 years old, the chamber was opened 50 years ago. Uh, maybe Riddle caught the heir of Slytherin. And uh, Ron. Or he was the heir of Slytherin. Well, that's not part of it. That's not what they think at this point. Um, Ron wonders what he did, and he says uh, something like, maybe he got 30 OWLs, or maybe he caught a troll or something like that, and he says, maybe he killed Moaning Myrtle. That would have done everybody a favor. Yeah. Which is interesting. What if you you could kill ghosts? Well, we've already seen that somehow Nearly Headless Nick has been petrified. Actually, that wasn't petrified. That was killing because um, you can't kill a ghost twice. So he was killed but petrified. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I don't understand why these curses affect the dead. And uh, I doubt they're going to be able to use medicine to heal a ghost. So I'm not sure about about what actually happens to Nearly Headless Nick at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised how they actually got... How they actually... Um, got nearly headless, headless Nick better because if a well, first of all, a ghost can't drink anything, so he couldn't have Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, not Polyjuice Potion. The uh, I mean the Mandrake uh, yeah, Draft. Mandrake Draft. Right. So Harry remembers the name Riddle. He uh, starts looking around, but only finds it on a medal for magical merits on a list of old head boys. So Riddle was a head boy. Um, which is sort of the top of the top of the uh, students of the whole school, right? Yeah, um, head boy or head girl are, are the best. Wait. It's like above a prefect. Oh, I, I, um, I, I was confused for a second. I couldn't tell if a prefect was over a head boy, head boy or head girl. I don't believe so, no. A prefect is going to be, uh, there's one for, for every house, and it's usually an uh, older student. Yeah. But head boy and head girl, I'm pretty sure, are over all the prefects. And um, could be wrong. And Ron, Ron says that Ri- that Riddle sounds like Percy. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he's he sounds like he's got similar similar characteristics to Percy. And uh, so things start to calm down. There's uh, no attacks for a while. There's a. Uh... You getting adjusted? Yeah, I just okay. needed to move my pillow. Okay. So there's no attacks for a while, and to sort of bring everybody's spirits up, supposedly, Lockhart arranges a Valentine's Day feast. The whole uh, Great Hall has been decorated and arranged with Valentine's-y stuff, and there's dwarves that are uh, giving out Valentine's. Yeah, they're supposed to look like cupids, but they, but they look more like monsters with, right. um, with um, arrows 
um, with bow and arrows with arrows that have hearts on the end. And he tells the students to ask Professor Snape to show them how to make a love potion, which uh, seems very irresponsible, too. It seems like something the kids should not be doing. Yeah, like, um, one one or two kids asked, and Snape punished him real bad, um, they don't, we don't know what, though. Um, so somebody tells, um, them, um, don't go asking Snape for a love potion. He's gonna do something. So a dwarf starts chasing after Harry, saying, I've got a valentine for you. Harry doesn't want it. And it's a singing valentine. It's a singing valentine. So the, everyone can hear it. So the dwarf trips, and the valentine sings its song. And uh, he's pretty embarrassed, right? Yeah, his his eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toad. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what it says. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, he, he tries to get away and he can't. Uh, Draco makes fun of him, but he drops Riddle's diary, and and Draco picks it up. What does Harry do? Um, I think he kind of just lunges at Malfoy. And he gives him an old uh, expelliarmus. Shoots it out of his hand. Expelliarmus! And uh, then Ginny Weasley shows up. And Draco, implying that it was Ginny who sent the valentine. He says, I don't think Harry, I don't think Potter liked your valentine much, Ginny. Or yeah, so uh, she's embarrassed, he's embarrassed. Everybody's embarrassed, Draco's being a jerk. <laughs> and uh, all, all of Harry's books get covered in ink except for the diary. And uh, and then he's confused like, um, on how did every single book um, get splashed with ink except for Riddle's Diary because it was open. So he writes in the book something like, you know, my name is Harry Potter. Yeah, hello, my name is Harry Potter. What and happens? Then, and then he waits a few moments and the ink disappears. And then what happens? Then the diary writes back to him. That's not supposed to happen normally. Not really. At this point, though, Harry doesn't know very much about the wizarding world, and so I think he just kind of assumes, oh, this is a magic diary. You write it to it, it writes back to you. Yeah, something. This must be pretty normal. I've never seen this before, but I've never seen most of the things I'm experiencing, so... He starts writing back and forth. And plus, is only my second year. He's asking the diary questions about the uh, Chamber of Secrets and whatnot. The diary suggests, rather than write back and forth, what? Um, go down into the chamber himself, I think. No, go into the diary himself. Oh, that's He's, right. He asks, um, do you, um, can you tell me anything about the Chamber of Secrets? The diary says, no, but I can show you. Right, so he pulls him in to the book and and shows him uh, his memories, which is, uh, is interesting because this is the first of many times that Harry will sort of experience the past through someone else's memories. It's usually Dumbledore's in the future, but uh, he, he just sort of lives the past, uh, but he's kind of like a ghost. Nobody can see him, nobody can touch him or talk to him, right? Yeah, but... He still, um, he sort of doesn't understand that, um, so he keeps avoiding everybody. Right. He thinks they're going to bump into him, but they walk through him like a ghost. So, so he sees young Tom Riddle, a uh, very prim and proper young man, 
Um, I believe he sees that he's got a prefix badge. So that means he's... Uh, he's not head boy yet. Yeah, it's probably before that. Um, and he sees him talking to the current headmaster, which is Headmaster Dippet. Now, what does Riddle want? It's Christmas break. Um, he wants to he wants to stay um, at Hogwarts for the um, for the summer. Yeah, well, for the Christmas break, right? Or is it the summer? Summer. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, it says holiday, and I guess they call all vacations holidays, so I don't know. It's summer. Okay, it's summer. So he wants to stay there, but he can't because currently Hogwarts is under attack by the Chamber Monster. <laughs> so, uh, but where does he live that he doesn't want to go back to? Um, uh, orphanage. A muggle orphanage, too. Yeah. It's not even a wizard orphanage, so he doesn't like it very much there. That's the worst part. He can't share, he can't share his experience at, experiences at Hogwarts. Right, exactly. So he says, we, you got to go back unless these attacks stop. And uh, and Riddle leaves. He runs into Dumbledore, who is 50 years younger, but still old, because Dumbledore is over 100. Oh, did not know that. Oh, yeah. He's like 125 or something. That What? That's not possible. It is if you're a crazy wizard. <laughs> I guess you're right. So, uh... Crazy old man. <laughs> so... Yes. So they, uh, Riddle goes down to the dungeon, and Riddle sees uh, Hagrid, and Hagrid has got a secret. What's Hagrid's secret? Young Hagrid, by the way. So it's like Hagrid's a student. Yeah. He, and I guess we never knew that Hagrid was a student at Hogwarts because he didn't graduate. He's he's also fifty years younger too. So a few um a few days ago um I I was like wait hold on. Okay, so if Hagrid is 50 years younger in it, um, in the second book when Harry's in his memories, uh-huh. that that means Hagrid is, like, over 90. No, something. it means Hagrid is close to 70. Well, was if he, close. If he was an older student, 20 years is a big difference. If he's an older student at uh, Hogwarts, that means he's probably under 17. So he's probably 15 or 16 at this point. Yeah, cause but he's already like eight feet tall. Yeah, he he got um, he he got expelled in his um, in his um third year. Well, we're not there yet. So yeah, he's probably sixteen, which means by the time Harry meets him, he's sixty six or so. Doesn't look that old, but again, it seems like maybe some wizards live a lot longer. So, so, uh, but what is Hagrid's secret at this point? That um, he has been raising a monster in a cupboard. It's a giant spider called an acromantula. And he's been raising it since it was an egg. Yep. Now it's the side of what, like a dog, basically? <laughs> yeah, sort of. And uh, Riddle confronts him as if to say, you know this is the monster and I have to kill it. This is the chamber monster. <laughs> but we know that Riddle knows it's not the chamber monster. But he's... Uh. Putting on a show so that uh, everyone will think that he is, uh, that that Hagrid's the one that opened the chamber, and that Hagrid, Hagrid's pet Tarantula, is what's been killing people. Because back then, I don't think it was petrifying people. It was actually killing students. I think its name was Aragog. Aragog, that is correct. But there have been, like, deaths, so it's a problem. Yeah, it's a real problem back then. But uh, Ron comes in. And sort of pulls Harry uh, out of the book, right? Yeah, and I never understood how that was possible. 
I think he says like, hey, Harry. And he's like, oh, what? And then he's, you know, snapped out of it. He's not seeing the memories anymore. Right. Mm, I thought he was actually in the book. Like he got like he wasn't in his chair anymore. Oh, I don't know. No, I think maybe his body was still there. <coughs> his mind was just sort of in the book. Oh. Hi guys, this is Joel. So the episode started running a little bit long and I decided to cut it right here. Next week we will have the second half of our conversation about the end of book two and uh, we'll just pick up right where we left off. Thanks a lot. This book is so awesome.